0: I appreciate that very, very much. I miss her when she's not here, that's for sure. She's definitely an important part of my team. And if she's not here, I miss her. And so I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the the wife that God has given me. Luke chapter 8 tonight in your Bibles. When you find your place, if you're able to stand, let's all stand tonight. We'll read a little bit of Scripture. And then we'll jump into the message tonight. Luke chapter 8, and we're going to begin... In verse number 41, Luke 8, verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only or one only daughter about 12 years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid She came trembling and falling down before him She declared unto him before all the people For what cause she had touched him And how she was healed immediately And he said unto her daughter Be of good comfort Thy faith hath made thee whole Go in peace Look at verse 49 While he yet spake There cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house Saying to him Thy daughter is dead Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again. And she arose straightway and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, I guess so. And her parents were astonished. And I always wonder what about that crowd outside. Have you ever wondered about that? When the Bible says they, they laughed him to scorn, the Bible says, verse 50, they laughed him to scorn. I wonder if when Jesus got done, he walked out and stuck his tongue out at him. I I don't know. I don't know. That's carnal. He didn't do that. We would have done that, but he didn't do that. In verse 56, and her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. I'm interested in verse 55, and I'm interested specifically in a statement. The Bible says in verse 55, and her spirit came again. And her spirit came again. And that's what I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about tonight. You may be seated and we'll pray and jump right into the Bible. And that's what it is, a Bible study tonight. Father, we thank you for your blessings and thank you for the opportunity to be back at church tonight. Thank you for Sunday night church. There's just something about Sunday night church. And God, I thank you for these that have turned away from the cares of the world. And they made it a point to be here tonight. Oh Lord, you know the last thing in the world we want to do is waste their time And so God, I pray that you'd help us supernaturally to accomplish several goals Number one, we want to glorify Jesus And I pray that we'd make much of of the Savior And I pray he would be lifted up tonight And God, I pray that you'll receive glory unto yourself You're worthy, you're deserving And then Lord, I pray that your people would be edified I pray that they'd be encouraged Nobody necessarily has come up to me today and said that they've had a terrible, terrible week, but I feel sure there's probably some that have had a really rough week. And so, God, I pray tonight that you'd encourage them. And then, Lord, if there may be one here tonight that's not saved, I pray tonight would be the night that they'd come to know Jesus, as that young man did this morning. I pray they'd come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. Bless our discussion, please, Lord. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, we ask it, and for his sake, amen and amen, and her spirit came again. Her spirit came again. Luke chapter 8, it's a great chapter, and it's a story that records a physical miracle with a supernatural origin. I want us to understand tonight that Luke chapter 8 and what we read tonight is not not a parable. This is not a an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, although we're going to see a heavenly meaning here, I think, in just a moment. But this is a a literal miracle has been performed. That which was dead has been made alive again. And I love that statement. I just can't get away from it. And her spirit came again. But I believe not only do we see a supernatural miracle here but I believe there's a philosophical teaching here in Luke chapter 8 as well. How many know this that spiritually speaking, if we're not careful, it's easy for our Christian spirit to die? Now, I'm not talking about our soul. I know that once we're saved, we're given eternal life, and, and uh, once saved, always saved. I know we have a place in heaven. He that hath the Son hath life. But I'm talking about just that, that part of our spirit, that part of our spirit that contains our emotion and our excitement and our passion. And, uh, all right, have you ever had a time in your Christian life when, man, you were just so excited that you felt like, as Brother Mays used to say, you could charge hell with a squirt gun? I mean, you you were just so excited. I mean, you were so excited about the Lord, and you were so in love with Jesus that, man, you could go bear hunting with a switch. I mean, you were just, I mean, you were excited. But then we've all been through those times when that spirit has dissolved a little bit that spirit has waned just a little bit. We don't have the shout that we used to have. We don't have the desire for church. Boy, there was a time in our life when, man, we just couldn't wait to get to church. I mean, just uh, we, we couldn't wait to hear the choir sing, couldn't wait to get to the preaching, couldn't wait to see what God was going to do in the service. By the way, I think that's where it ought to be. But then there are some times, we must admit, there are some times when it's not always like that. There are some times when we have to make ourselves come. And by the way, whenever you're going through those times, make yourself come, make yourself come. But the spirit, we, we, we're, we, if we're not careful, it's easier to, to lose our shout, to lose our desire. If we're not careful, it's easy to, to lose our happiness in the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. But if we're not careful, sometimes that begins to dissolve away just a little bit. Our spirit begins to die. And uh, we notice that this individual, Luke chapter 8, was young, was a young lady, a maid. The Bible calls her a maid. She was a young person. And, uh, and spiritually speaking, when you're young in the Lord, you're especially uh, vulnerable. And so I want to encourage you, if you're here tonight, you're a, especially if you're a new Christian, uh, man, don't ever miss. Uh, make sure that you're where you need to be when you need to be there. And make sure you're faithful to the house of the Lord. But there are several things we notice tonight about this young lady's spirit being restored that I'd like to make mention of tonight that helped her spirit get restored. How about this? Number one, we notice, first of all, a private time. Now, I want you to look, and I think this is important. Look at uh, Luke chapter 8 and verse number 51. Interesting here. The Bible says in verse 51, and when he came into the house, notice this, he suffered no man to go in save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. Look down at verse number 54. The Bible says, and he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. Now, Calvary, here's my point tonight. I noticed as I was reading this passage that it wasn't until this young lady had some private time with Christ that a change began to occur. She was dead. She was dead. Everybody knew she was dead. They'd come to the Lord, and and they'd come to the ruler of the synagogue, and they said, don't bother the master. She's dead. There's no use in him coming. And so she was dead. And yet her spirit has been changed. Her spirit has been revived. Why? Because she had a private time with Christ. Another thing I noticed about the scripture was, evidently, the house was full. I mean, there were people everywhere. Back in that day, they had not only mourners, but they had professional mourners. And they would hire people to come in the mourn at your funeral. If you didn't have enough, they'd hire some folks. And, and so I'm just guessing just in, the, in, in the, the funerals that I've done in my years of ministry, anytime it's a young person that dies, usually there's a very large crowd. Uh, sometimes a teenager will be tragically killed in a car accident. And usually the house is packed when the funeral takes place. And so I'm just guessing here's a young lady and probably a lot of the people knew her, a lot of the kids knew her. And so here they are mourning, and and we notice here that the house is filled, but we also notice that even though the house was filled, there was no change. Did you know it's not about a crowd that's gonna gonna rekindle your spirit or rejuvenate your spirit? It's not until you find some alone time with Christ that that makes your spirit come alive. And I just, you say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this, brother and sister, You know what, if you want your spirit to be restored, you're gonna have to get in the book, amen? And you're gonna have to find some time to turn off the television and close up the newspaper and turn everything else off and maybe even turn your cell phone off and find you a place, find you a prayer closet or get in your car and take a drive or go out on your prayer trail, wherever it may be, and just get alone with the Savior and spend some time in his marvelous book and spend some time walking and talking with him. And I'm telling you, brother, when you get that private time alone with Jesus, it's amazing how it will bring your spirit back again. Have you ever wondered You ever wondered why the early church had such power? Man, we read about the, the church of Jerusalem back in the book of Acts. And man, they had such power. You know why? Can I tell you why? Because they placed a very high priority on their private time Amen. with Jesus. Can I show you that tonight? Would you take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter, uh, hold your place at Luke 8, but turn over to Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6 and look at verse number 4 if you will. Now, this is a uh, familiar story. This is where the New Testament church has, has chosen deacons and, and uh, to, to minister in the work of the church. And notice what the apostles uh, say here in Acts chapter 6 and verse number 4. And notice the reason that they have ordained deacons in Acts chapter 6 and verse number 4. The apostles said this, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. What are they talking about? They're talking about that private time that they're spending with Jesus. Now you say, Pastor, what kind of power did they have? Well, turn back just a page or two to Acts chapter four and look at verse number 31. Acts chapter four and verse number 31. The Bible says there, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled With the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude in them that believed were of one heart, of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. Look at the next verse. The Bible says, And with great power, would you say that with me? And with great power uh, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. We said this morning in our Sunday school class that our New Testament is translated from Greek, Koine Greek, and you understand that the word power there in verse number 33, and with great power, uh, the the Greek word is the word dunamis, dunamis, and with great dunamis. Now, we get a word in our English language from that Greek word. And it's the word dynamo or dynamite. And that's what the Bible's saying here, that these apostles are giving witness with with the power of TNT, with the power of dynamite. Now, why did they have such power? They had power because they placed a high priority on their private time with God. Listen, this is so simple tonight. It is so simple. You know, uh, how, how many know this, that God can use anything he wants to use? Oh, yeah. I was preaching revival for uh, uh, Pastor Jason Penley up in way up in Yadkin, and Brother Penley is a young fella, brand new pastor, hadn't been pastoring very long, uh, but sharp fella. Love him; he's a good friend. And uh, but you know what? Sometimes us old dogs can learn from some of these young pups. Amen. Amen. And uh, one of the things I noticed, one of the things I noticed about Pastor Penley, as we were in the back. Shaking hands, and his folks would come by and they would say, Preacher, pray for me. I've got this issue. Pray for me. I got this problem. He would tell them three things. He'd say, Stay in church, stay on your knees, stay in your Bible. Stay in church, stay on your knees, stay in your Bible. I heard him say that numerous times. Stay in church, stay on your knees, stay in your Bible. And I thought, Man, what great advice that is. Stay in church, stay on your knees. And stay in your Bible. And what's that talking about? That's talking about that private time. Now, I don't think this is an accident here. We noticed this young lady was dead, but her spirit was revived when she had some private time with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here tonight, you say, Pastor, I've lost my shout. I've lost my excitement. I've lost my joy. Can I get it back? Oh, yes, you can. This week, find you a a bean patch somewhere or a pine thicket somewhere or you get out in your car and just drive somewhere and spend some time talking to Jesus. Uh, Have a little talk with Jesus and talk to him and let him talk to you and I promise you, hey, he'll revive your spirit again. We notice A private time. How about this number two? I noticed in Luke chapter eight, I noticed a particular touch. Now you gotta turn back there to see this because it's so important. But Luke chapter eight and verse number 54. The Bible says, and he put them all out. And So we see that private time. But look at this church, it's so great. And the Bible says, and took her by the hand. And took her by the hand. Now I just want to mention this to you. Can you imagine holding the hand of God? Oh, you. Oh, oh, you say no, preacher. This was Jesus. You're right. But Jesus is very much God. Amen. And can you imagine? Can you imagine reaching out and holding the hand of God? We might experience that one day. And uh, I I, I just, I I noticed that. Now, here's my point tonight. What was the significance of this touch, of, of holding the hand of this young lady? In other words, ask your question. If Jesus, who was present at creation, if Jesus could speak and the moon was put in its place and the sun was put in its place, if Jesus could just speak the word and create the animals and the trees and the, and the, the, the uh, uh, bushes and the herbs of the field. If Jesus could speak, ask a question. Could not Jesus have just spoken the word and healed this young lady and brought her spirit? Boy, sure he could, sure it could. Okay, then here's my question. Then why did the Son of God reach down and hold her hand? Man, I, I saw that and I thought, okay, Lord, all right. I know there's something here. I know there is. I know there's something here. There's there's a reason you didn't just speak. There's a reason that you reached out and you took this young lady by the hand. I was reading an article and it said this. It said holding hands can indicate friendship and can be a gesture of comfort. And then it started making sense to me. Have you ever done this in an attempt to comfort your spouse? You reached over, held their hand. Maybe your wife was upset about something. I mean, she was really upset. And you reached over. And uh, you could have spoke, but you reached over and you just took her by the hand. You said, honey, honey, everything's going to be okay. You ever done this? You ever went to a funeral home to visit? Somebody lost a husband. Somebody lost a wife. And uh, somebody lost a child. And you're there to let, let them know you love them and you're walking through the funeral procession. What do we do? What do we do? Hey, brother, I am so sorry. Is that what we do? Brother, I'm so sorry. Man, I've done that so many times. I know you have to. You know why, we, you know why we, we reach out and take them by the hand? We do that as a way of comfort. When a child is upset and lost, Ever seen a little child somewhere and they were just crying? You could tell that they lost their mom and dad and they looked like they were just at their wits' end. And you know what you've done? A lot of times you reached out and say, Come here, buddy, give me a hand. We'll go find mama. Uh, come here, honey, give me your hand. We'll, we'll go find daddy. Uh, remember when you were small and, and uh, you, were, uh, you were frightened or you were afraid about something and you reached up and you took the hand? of your daddy or your mama, and just that holding their hand gave you so much comfort. Right. Now, wait a minute. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Amen. Have you ever seen, you, we have several medical folks in our church. You know what, sometimes when folks are in a traumatic uh, accident or something takes place, and they're unconscious, and they take them to the emergency room, and uh, they hook all the wires up and things like that, and they're still unconscious, and then later on in the emergency room, they They come conscious. And you know what, all of a sudden they look and there's these bright lights and there's little, these little TVs and there's wires and they're, they're like, where am I at? Wait a minute now. And Jesus says, I know probably what's gonna happen when this young lady's spirit comes back. Man she's going to wonder what's going on And so can you imagine this preacher The son of man reached down Didn't have to but the son of God Oh this is good this morning uh, Tonight the son of man reached down and took her by the hand And put her a hand in his Knowing that when she came to herself She'd look up having the hand of God In her hand uh, Holding hands with God And I just said that to say this before. Aren't you glad that the Bible tells us In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 And verse number 3 That he is the father of mercies and the God of all comfort aren't you glad that sometimes when you're going through the down time and the dark time and the the bad times aren't you glad that we serve a God that reaches down and holds your hand and says I know you don't understand I know it's tough I know you're confused but just hold on to me and I'm going to bring you through brother that blessed me right there so much I'm so thankful for the time when I didn't know how things were going to end up I didn't know what was going to happen but thank God I nailed pierced hand reached down and held me and led me through the wilderness we notice that private message we notice that uh, that particular touch but how about this tonight we notice number three we notice a personal message now look at this church Luke 8 verse 54 and he put them all out there's that privacy she had private time with Jesus and he took her by the hand there's that God Of all comfort Now look at this And called Saying Made Arise And I submit tonight That this was a very Personal Message It was directed To this young lady You see Had it not been A personal message When Jesus would have Said arise Every corpse that had ever died would have arose right then. Oh, you say, does he have that kind of power? Oh, yes, he does. In fact, the Bible tells us one of these days is coming with the sound of the trumpet and the shout of the archangel. And I believe according to Revelation chapter 4, I believe that Jesus is going to say, come up hither. And did you know with that shout of the archangel that every saved, redeemed child of God is coming out of the grave and they're going to go to meet the Lord in the air? He's got that kind of power in his message. And so we notice here that this was a very personal message. Did you know that God has given you a personal message? You say, no, preacher, he hadn't hadn't talked to me. Sure he has. There's your personal message right there. God has given every one of us a personal message in the Bible. It's a love letter just for you and just for me. Now, there are several things this personal message can do. How about this? Number one, this personal message can cleanse you. It can cleanse you. John chapter 15, verse 3, the Bible says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Psalm one ninety nine the Bible says, "Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Listen, if you 're here tonight and you 're bothered by impure thoughts or lust. Uh, or things like that, you say, Pastor, any hope? Oh, yeah, right there, that message right there. You get in that Word, you young men, you get in that Word and spend time in the book, and you ladies get in that book right there, and uh, as you read, you say, Preacher, can you explain it all? I can't explain it all, but I know this. Now you're clean through the Word, and if you'll get in that Word right there and study and read and read and read, you know what it's like? It's like taking a bath, and God said, I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to cleanse you through My word. And I I thought about this. I I thank God for for my vehicle. And I just, this is just me now. Okay, this is just personal. But I don't like a messy car. I just don't, listen, if there's something in the floor, it bothers me. I like to get it out. And so I'm constantly, man, I'm sweeping, cleaning, washing. I like my truck to be clean. I want it to be clean inside. I want it to be clean outside. I want it to smell good. I mean, I don't like gum wrappers in the floor and McDonald's cups laying in the floorboard. I, I just I don't like dust on my dash. I mean, I like it clean. I like it clean. Now, i said send that to say this. And you folks, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but we've probably got a few folks out here like that. You know, you can run your car through the car wash, and that'll work. But let I mean, know oh, that there's just nothing like a good old-fashioned hand wash. I mean, you just, you know, you can run it through the car wash, but there's something about getting it out there and just washing it by hand and then drying it off and shining it up. There's just nothing like that. Now, I'll say that and say this. You know what I'm convinced? I'm convinced there's a lot of Christians that are just trying to sort of run through a spiritual car wash. They listen to a gospel song or they listen to a message or, uh, you know, they come to a church service. And by the way, all those things are great. But this is all I'm saying. Brother, listen. Did you know those things aren't going to clean you and wash you like the car wash would? Uh, if you really want to get, really want to get hand washed, you need to get into this book and read this book every single day and let this personal message work in your life. This personal message will cleanse you. And then I wrote this down. This personal message will warm you. It's our church verse, if you will. Jeremiah 23, 29 Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. You say, Pastor, I feel just a little bit cold concerning the things of God. What should I do? Get your Bible this week. Get your Bible. And read your Bible. You say, Pastor, I read it and don't understand it. You read it anyway. Man, just read and read and read and read and read. And you know what's going to happen? If you'll depend on the Lord, God will begin to warm your heart toward the things of God. And so we notice several things about her spirit being restored. Number one, we notice the private time. We notice that particular touch. We notice a personal message and we're done tonight. Number four, we notice a prepared meal. Would you look at Luke chapter 8? Verse number 55, the Bible says, and her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. Look at this. And he commanded to give her meat. Now that's interesting. That's interesting. Why was it the Lord wanted her to eat something? And I believe this is probably accurate. Somebody said because he wanted everybody to know that it was really her, that it wasn't a ghost. He wanted them to know that he had had resurrected her back to life again. And so he said, get her something to eat. Because he wanted those people to see her eat something. And so this was a very important meal. Now I said all that to say this and we're done. If your spirit is going to revive, it is so important for you to be present when the spiritual meals are provided at your church. Man, just be here be here and if you'll come you know what I believe God will give you that nourishment that you need but you got to come you got to be here don't man don't let the wild horses keep you away. don't let the devil do anything to discourage you and keep you from coming to the house of the Lord wow. so you can receive that meal that you so desperately need and that I so desperately need well listen I hope tonight if your spirit's not where it needs to be You know what, if you'll use these things right here, I believe you can get your spirit revived tonight. Let's bow our heads this evening. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. And listen, that's the invitation. You're here tonight, and you say, Pastor, I've sort of lost my excitement. I've sort of lost my passion. Preacher, I've sort of lost my shout. All right. You know what, maybe maybe this week you need to work on your private time a little bit. Maybe it's time to, to put everybody out and just you and Jesus get all by yourself and spend some time with Him. Maybe tonight you need a touch. You say, Preacher, I felt like nobody nobody even cared or was concerned. But thank God Jesus is willing to take you by the hand tonight. Whatever it is, listen. Maybe you need that personal message. Maybe you need to get your Bible tonight. Maybe you need that prepared meal that God's got you at the house of the Lord. Whatever it might be. Let's get our spirit where it needs to be tonight. Would you stand with us all over the house tonight? Father, Thank you so much for this time we've had together. Lord, help us not to settle for mediocrity. God, help us not to go through life just sort of lukewarm concerning the things of God. God, help us not to be satisfied with a a dead spirit, the loss of our shout and our joy. Oh, Lord, I pray that we'll get with Jesus and let Jesus, Lord, Bring that spirit back again. I pray you'll have your way in this invitation. And God, I pray you'd speak to every heart. If there might be one here tonight that's not saved, I pray they'll get saved tonight. And we pray that our Savior will receive glory from it all. In his name, we pray. And Our heads are bowed. The pianos will play. If you need to come, listen, why don't you come tonight? Pastor, my spirit's not what it used to be. Well, you know what? He can bring your spirit again. He can rejuvenate your spirit. Revive us again. He can revive you again tonight. What about it? That's right. Folks, you're coming. How about you tonight? Would you come? Would you come? Oh, Lord, help me to be excited. Help me not to settle for so-so. God, I want to be on fire for you.